back to Can't Let Go, the NBA podcast where we discuss the news and the personal stories from the past week or two that we cannot let go of. I'm your host, Jacob Lazaro, and I want to welcome you back to the podcast for the second episode of this um, fine spring quarter. Bit of a change this week, I've only got one guest. New guest, first time for the show, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Morgan Smith, and I'm a managing editor for NBN. All right, I guess I'll start this week. Uh, so my news story is a bit serious. It's from this great podcast called Radio Lab out of WNYC in New York, and they recently did this three-part series called The Border Trilogy, which focused on the human implications of the changes over the past 20 years in Border Patrol and U.S. immigration policy. Most undocumented immigrants to the U.S. used to come through urban areas like El Paso or San Diego, and the Border Patrol used to be like, you know, a regular police force. they just kind of go around cities and look for people. But there was a policy change in the 90s that instead had the um, Border Patrol just kind of park their trucks, you know, like in a line on the border and just continuously watch it and just grab people right when they came over into the urban areas. But this had the effect of forcing undocumented immigrants out into the desert as it's hard to police thousands of miles of desolate wasteland. And then people started dying in the desert. Um, and it was actually in U.S. government documents from the time. Like, I know if we push more people to the desert, more people are going to die, but it might serve as a deterrent to people coming. But that did not happen. And so to this day hundreds of people a year die in the desert. But the reason the third part of this um, series stuck with me is that it focused on what happens to a human body when it is left in the desert to decompose. And it was just, I don't know, it was it was just like, it was one of those things you listen to it and it just stays with you, like, like a weight on your soul. And yeah. Yeah, no, I understand because A, it's a very disturbing story and B, it's very alarming, especially given the current climate and rhetoric around um, Mexican immigrants to the United States specifically. And... Uh, what I was thinking about when you were talking to me about the story is just how important it is that we give a human aspect to immigration stories mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. when you're just talking about people as a distant stereotype or these as part of this general statistic or image of what Mexican-American immigrants should look like, you kind of forget that they're human and that their stories mm-hmm. are more complicated than just immigrants are crossing the border and they're going to steal our jobs. It's like one of those things you listen to it and it is like a humanizing so the third part um, focuses on the scientist who was out in the desert studying the effects of um, the desert on human decomposition, and he was out there with a group of students hiking, and he actually stumbled across this woman's body who was one of the many people who's died in the desert, and, mm-hmm. you know, calls the police, et cetera, et cetera. But eventually he's able to trace back through, because her body had only been there for not so long, so it wasn't super decomposed. So he's able to, like, trace back and find her family in um, Ecuador. What, what earlier I was thinking it was, like, it's one of those things you listen to, and it's just, it, it, it kind of... T- you just leave with it and you think like like it's so humanizing but it's just such a massive like issue and it's like it makes you feel like like really small morgan what's your news story the news in general lately has just been really fucking depressing in terms of like i'll get five news notifications at a time sometimes on my iphone because i mainly consume my news with the apple news app and just five of the headlines in a row will be like waffle house shooting um, truck kills pedestrians in Toronto, possible terrorist attack. And it's just like, how does all this stuff happen in a week? The one funny news story that I saw this week that I just can't let go of is, and I'm sorry for anyone who's ever suffered from the E. coli outbreak that's listening to this podcast, but I think they're kind of funny. Because <laughs> um, they're usually not deadly. It's just kind of like awkward. And it's one of those like funny science stories. Like, guess guess you didn't know that this could be in your food. <laughs> now you yeah. have this fun microbe in your body, but the E. coli I know it's a fun microbe, but... uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's a massive... In case you haven't heard, there's been a massive E. coli outbreak with romaine lettuce coming from this one specific producer of romaine lettuce in Arizona. But now there's just been... And even though the lettuce has come from this one small area, there's been this nationwide panic over romaine lettuce, which isn't so much. 
So I was visiting my boyfriend and his family on Saturday in the suburbs of Illinois, and his mom brought back Portillo's for lunch. And I thought, oh, you know, maybe I'll get a chicken sandwich. There was romaine lettuce on it. So the whole time I was eating it, I was like, do I eat the lettuce? Do I not? What if it came from Arizona? And I read a couple (laughs) funny articles. Like the Washington Post said this great food piece about um, you don't need romaine lettuce to make a good chopped salad and it's just like what would our world look like without romaine lettuce i didn't know it was in some. i mean i'd rather have romaine than iceberg because iceberg is the worst form of lettuce in my opinion so. i'm in a rare minority of people who prefers arugula over anything else because i mean I arugula, like the is, of it's, arugula is not bad it's just arugula is not bad it's fine it's just iceberg is just awful and ugh. So now it's on to the personal stories um, for this week. Mine, um, thankfully, is a bit more lighthearted than my news story. Um, so it, it's it's about brunch and friends, which, you know, go together quite well. So um, this Sunday, um, after postponing for a week, because my friend David, who was on last episode, was running the Boston Marathon, which is like, wow, go David, because that's a lot. I could never run a, a boss. I could never run a marathon or the Boston Marathon. Um, we, so, so after postponing for a weekend, we... Um, we all got in Maggie's car because she's from the Illinois Service, so she has her car on campus. We drove down to this great brunch place called the Peckish Pig, which is on Howard. Go there. It's like, I guess, Justin described it really well. He's good at describing, like, hipstery things. It's like new American food, but it's not, like, really, really pretentiously overpriced. It's, like, actually pretty cheap. So go there. It's really good. We go there. It's, like, the five of us, um, me, Paola, Justin, David, and Maggie have our brunch. It was great food. It was just nice to be just kind of around, like, um, for people who you know, I really care about those. It was just a nice way to start my Sunday. And Maggie also parked in the lot of, um, I think it was a Popeyes. I'm not, I don't remember that. It was a fast food place across the street that had a giant sign saying unauthorized vehicles towed at owner's expense. And I was like, what if you get towed? LOL. And she was like, I won't get towed. She did not get towed. That's a cute anecdote, but I don't really feel like that was a story. I was expecting someone to show up hungover for Maggie's car well, to get towed. You know what? You know I was what? waiting for the climax. It was like peak, peak, peak. No climax. Well, you know what? After my news story this week, I felt like I deserved a peak, peak, peak personal experience. Because, you know, it, it doesn't have to all be sad. It can, we can have just have some some nice moments. Oh, no. That's great. I just I don't think I could describe my life in such quick black and white. I feel like I don't have good and bad days. I feel like I mostly just have ridiculous days. So on that, note, <laughs> what, on that note, what happened for you this week personally? <laughs> um, <laughs> So one of the highlights of my weekend, as I mentioned, I visited my boyfriend and his family, also in the Illinois suburbs. They live in Deerfield, very cute town if you need a new place to visit. Um, And it was my boyfriend, younger brother's senior prom. So Deerfield is kind of upper middle class, a little bit bougie. So I was expecting this prom to be a gala, like a sparkly night on mm-hmm. the town. Mm-hmm. So the whole reason like I Like limousines and champagne, right. etc. But and non-alcoholic champagne, because it's yeah. a prom. And for people who don't know me well, I'm a huge fan of prom. I went to six proms by the time I graduated. Oh my god. Yeah, so fast forward now to this... when I'm in college. Um, I attended my boyfriend's younger brother's uh, senior prom pictures to live my glory days. And oh my god, it was so funny. First of all, they hired a professional photographer for this for like prompics. for this gangly group of like six teenagers in high school. And they didn't even know what to do with themselves. They they would just get in front of a camera and like shit their pants. <laughs> like mostly the boys would just like dab and like do ridiculous poses like they were on the Titanic and things like that. Picture me in my sweatpants, full grout fit, 
running around fixing people's prom dresses amid all of these Lululemon wearing, Starbucks holding, like upper middle class Deerfield suburb moms. And they're just like aghast. They're like, who is this girl? Who is she related to? Why is she telling people how to pose? Why is she eating so much of the free cheese that is out on the table? Like, those are for the high schoolers. <laughs> so I just hey, like. Free cheese is free cheese, is all I'm saying. Right? Like, I made these. Pr- like, why would you put free food out but just like only limit the people who can eat it? Anyway, so I made these prom pictures my bitch. Like, I was like, I'm going to senior prom. I'm a 17 year old again. Like, I'm having the time of my life. And my boyfriend's. Um, parents just took so many embarrassing photos of me, like, not their son, but me, like, running around and, like, interacting with everyone. So now I have a whole photo album of Senior Prom Part 7. But um, it also made me a little sad because I'm graduating in a couple months, and I'm just thinking, like, in college, the only miles, two miles since I can really point out to were my first day of classes in college. And then also, flash flash forward to senior year, like, your last football game, your graduation ceremony, your last senior formal. But, like, what about all the things in between there? Like, in high school, we had... This is why you gotta make your own milestones. Just be like, remember the time I first, like, I mean, I do a bunch of crazy shit in college, but I wouldn't consider those milestones. Like, it's, like, cool. You skinny dipped in Lake Michigan, but is that a milestone? Yeah, that's the first time you skinny dipped in Lake Michigan. That's the first time you learned that, so counts a milestone to me i don't know i never fair. seen any different lake michigan i'm just getting i'm just getting sentimental it's actually not as cold as you think but yeah to wrap up my story i just think going to these senior prom pictures and being able to be a part of my a milestone for my boyfriend's family maybe made, made me feel a little bit bittersweet because um you know i'm getting closer to graduation and while i'm excited to have my final milestones at northwestern i also am a little regretful because i wish i just kept track of more of the memories that I made here so to any younger mm. listeners tune it in make sure you record your memories here because your time is short that's gonna wrap um can like go up for this week um this and all other NBN podcasts can be found on iTunes and in the Google Play Store and that's where you can subscribe which you definitely want to do because then you'll get a notification when there ever is a new episode of any of the shows that you're subscribed to which is in my opinion amazing the theme for this podcast is Little Lily Swing by Tritachion, which we um, use under a Creative Commons attribution license. I'm your host, Jacob Lazaro. And I'm Morgan Smith. And this is NBN Audio. If you know me, you know that I do I do love a good ironic dab, so I'm just going to... I don't think it was ironic, but... No, <laughs> They're Morgan. 17-year-old boys.